it's been a long month since I last published an episode, so I'm kind of hoping you guys enjoy this one. Uh, well, hopefully you enjoy all of them. But anyways, uh, this episode's about self-sabotage. I couldn't get the Beastie Boys song, so I can't have like an amazing intro to this episode. But either way, enjoy. <laughs> Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome to the 10 Years and Counting podcast. Today, we have Venus on the show. Say what's up. Hi, guys. Happy to be here. Yes. And just uh, for a warning, I am recording in Central Park, so you're going to hear a lot of feet. Probably a bell later. I'm going to have to edit that out like that. But anyways. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so today's episode, we're going to focus on self-sabotaging. I feel like the reason I wanted to do this topic was because one... I've been called out about this uh, during my therapy sessions. I was like, you know what? You know what? I might as well just dive in and just continue some type of self-growth by talking about this. Agreed. Um, and I remember I asked you beforehand, like, you said you've experienced this from a partner? I've experienced self-sabotage with a partner. Mm. And I've also experienced on my practice, through practice on my own. and. Uh, and it was through means of insecurity right. and not feeling safe to speak on something that I was uncomfortable about. Mm. So then I would then self-sabotage. I, I do like that you said, like, during your practice. It's like, you know what? I want to <laughs> I want to get this down pat. You know, <laughs> like, you know this self-sabotage, I'm okay at it. You know, I can get better. <laughs> it becomes accidental, then it's, um, I, all right. I, and it's just weird because... <laughs> I feel like that's like the scary thing with like therapy is sort of when you're like self-aware with all your actions. I was like, shit, I've been doing this since, damn. And then you just catch yourself doing things. And yes. it's like, oh shit. And I feel like that's one of my biggest issues. I feel like I've self-sabotaged through dating mm-hmm. that I've only been in one relationship. And I feel like a lot of that gets to do, has been through not dealing with those issues from that relationship right. or that breakup. So... What easy way to not have to worry about ever breaking up with someone again right. if you've never actually go through it again. Understood. I never said that out loud until now. So <laughs> I was like, oof. Oh, that's about me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 like, the first thing with, like, self-sabotaging is that it's, like, the mind's response to, like, fear or worry. Right. And I've never really understood that because I guess, like, with me, I overthink a lot. So, and I think it's just because... I'm always going through like specific scenarios. Like I always have like this worst case scenario right. in any aspect. So I feel like whenever I do get into a relationship, I feel like that's something that's going to happen a lot. Mm-hmm. Still. So is it more like being prepared for the worst? Yes. Okay. Yeah, for sure. But are you expecting for the best? Or no, is- no okay. that, that, that's just the worst part. Is that? <laughs> so it's just half of that equation. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I gotta work on the other half. Like. <laughs> Like dating someone's like, hey, yeah, you know, you know, this is going well, but what if it doesn't go well? Right. Mm. Then you just deal with it. It's like, right. Am I expecting this day to get any better? No. But, and I feel like, yes, that's where I have to work on that latter half. Right. Right. And another one uh, definition was that it's supposed to be like a defense mechanism. Yeah. To avoid pain and uncertainty. That kind of ties into with the first component with the how the how your mind or body deals with what was it pain yeah so or fear or, or fear yeah. so that ties into like that fight or flight um reaction that we all have that's just embedded mm-hmm. in our systems 
And so with, what was the second point? Uh, defense mechanism <laughs> so, to avoid pain. There you go. Yeah. So with that defense mechanism implemented, so for me specifically, if I'm anticipating some type of pain or some type of letdown, the defense mechanism that I would employ is when I'm in a relationship is you have become my dependable source for emotional support. If mm. I feel that you are no longer my dependable source for emotional support, I have flight or flight, fight or flight um, kicks in, I've I flight. <laughs> right. So I tend to act single mm. in a relationship. Uh, I see. And this wasn't something that I was, or that I acknowledged or came to terms with until like maybe uh, two previous relationships ago. Prior to that, it was just Venus being Venus. Right, Venus right. gets what Venus wants. <laughs> <laughs> and there wasn't really no hearsay from my partner. If you're not meeting my needs, I'm really not going to hear you because you're not meeting my emotional needs. Right. But that fear of, okay, you may abandon me when I need you or you may not provide that emotional support that I need. So I'm going to maintain my independence and thus I will act single. It's interesting that you mentioned like the whole emotional support because I feel like with me, I can easily... That, I don't want to say easily because that's probably not true. I'm giving myself maybe too much credit. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> but like for me, it's easier to listen to people and right. like taking that feedback. So like with me, if you're supposed to say that for me, it'd be the opposite. Like mm-hmm. I don't know when I'd ever depend on like a friend or some, or a significant other to be emotionally like supportive because right. I just push that away and I deal with that on my own. Yeah. And I feel like that is probably honestly, I feel like a lot of the reasons. And I guess it depends on, like, how you see it or anyone sees it. But, like, for me, if I feel like I'm not emotionally prepared for a relationship, I'm not going to get into one. And I just felt, like, a lot through my 20s. I just never felt, like, it didn't make sense for me to get into one. Like, even though, and that was probably the issue that we spoke about before, where, like, when someone was asking, like, what are your expectations? It's like, I honestly don't have any expectations because I don't know what I want from another person. Mm -hmm. And maybe that is part of, like, like myself, to, you know, my defense mechanism to, I'm not sure what this is going to lead to, so mm-hmm. then why would I stay? Or why would I want to pursue this further? Right. I feel like, ultimately, you what's being determined are the expectation, but also you are now being responsible for this person. Right. Whether it be emotional, fiscal, uh, physical... You are, you are responsible for my orgasms. You are responsible for, uh, I get to vent to you at the end of the day. You are responsible for taking me out and X, Y, and Z. And the list goes on. So when you are able to determine what the other person is responsible for, you right. can then hold them up to that standard. But they have to also be prepared and ready to accept that responsibility. Right. Because if you're attributing someone with responsibility that they have no idea that they are not responsible for, they will not uphold that responsibility. Right. And they will fail your expectations. Right. I guess my issue is like I have no idea what the responsibilities are of a boyfriend outside of the physical and taken out and like emotional support like I feel like I wish there was like a like type of like a you know like significant other posting it's like <laughs> hi this is what we're looking for here are your qualifications I was like yes I'd like to know up front what my expectations are this is the job description I'm here's sure experience needed yes oh experience needed ooh I might <laughs> please see oh, ad hoc projects no. 
<laughs> does like random dates count as experience or like does <laughs> as a relationship like a long term relationship need to qualify like if you think about it you can put all those dates into like one long term relationship <laughs> Well, not no even the, the dates themselves. Right. So, like, me, when I'm dating or when I'm getting to know someone or whoever I'm trying to get in a relationship with or have been in a relationship with, one of my uh, expectations is more so that they know how to deal with shit when shit is the fan. Mm. So, I tend to ask questions surrounding, um, have they ever been in traumatic situations? How did they react? Was there mm. something that they overcame that they were proud of? Just so I can see right. what what they qualify as something that they'd be proud of that they got over or some type of um, hurdle that they can share. Yeah, I got through this. Mm. Hence, you wouldn't know what to do. And if there was another 9-11 attack, uh, I'm going to look to you. Where are we going? What's happening? Mm. <laughs> Damn, okay. I, I, yeah, I mean, I was, in high, I was in junior high school when that happened, so I don't really know how to prepare for it. I was it. coming from the mm. dentist from having my braces <laughs> tightened. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy. I did like this one thing that I saw, which is highly true. Like, it's great someone's gonna be in the middle of a conversation. Mm. They're on the phone. She felt yeah. bad. What? I'm trying to translate what she's saying. What? We're not translating for the audience what she's saying. Like, her dog is now just stuck right there. And I just sort of like want to pause. While See, she... that's why I should have yeah. just took out the nose. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> so, anyways, one thing that I did read about like uh, self-sabotaging and which was highly relatable is that I had this urgent need to like be perfect mm-hmm. and I remember I was talking with a friend of mine about that it's like you know like yeah it's a bummer you know like I'm technically never going to be like the perfect boy it's like yeah that's not a thing it's like shit okay so that burden has like gone down the hill I that's mean, I good right that's and great. I feel like that was like my biggest issues like I was like I want to feel like this person is always happy like no one's ever truly ever always happy you just look at myself for that but that's interesting <laughs> and yeah and and i don't know why i think it, it probably goes either back to like my previous relationship or just experiences in general like for me i always deflect any like negative uh-huh. conversations mm. so i'm used to slowly trying to open up that can of worms but right. and i think that's the issue is that i honestly don't know how to deal with like emotional pain right like, I'm not going to lie. I haven't had to deal with a lot of emotional, like, trauma outside of, like, let's say, like, depression. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying, like, that's not a big deal. But I mean, like... No, it's definitely a big I ha- deal. I, but I mean, like, I haven't had, like, someone really close to me pass away. Right. Not wood. Well, that's just wood. But yeah. Yeah. So, I'm, and that obviously, that's bound to happen. It's life. But, like, meaning I haven't had a lot of, like, external, like, emotional trauma. Like, so, right. like, for me, it's like, I don't really know how to deal with what happens when something does hit the fan or and especially because it's with someone else so right. like I'm expected to like be there for someone right. and if I don't know how to be there for someone I think I'd be I'd be open enough to say I don't really know how to deal with this mm-hmm. but if you can tell me what I mean and I feel like that's just weird to say because maybe for some people it's supposed to expect it to know how to deal with that I think I'd, that's unhealthy for someone yeah. to be able to for someone to even expect right um, for the other person alright help me cope without me ha- telling you what I need to cope. Right. Like, that is right. that is extremely unhealthy. 
And even if the other person doesn't necessarily know what the other person needs at that point in time, I don't see anything. If anything, if that's the right thing to do is to ask, what do you need in this moment? Do you right. want to just vent? Do you need me to provide like a silver lining? Cookies. Do you want cookies? <laughs> I'll bring snacks. Exactly. I'll wrap you in a burrito and provide <laughs> snacks. That's the best. <laughs> I will be taking notes. Okay, so I'll snacks I'll get you out for an burrito. hour. Yes. See, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and and it was interesting because like when I was like telling you before, I don't know if I mentioned this earlier. This hasn't even been that long yet, but we were talking about how I want to like define what I'm looking for. And one of the things I did write down or at least acknowledge is that I know I deal with depression at least three to five times a year, mm. give or take. So one of the things I brought up is that I don't really expect whoever I get with to be my therapist hmm. like I don't expect them to they're, I, I don't consider it their job to like right. deal with that yes we are dating so like or we will be dating or etc but I will acknowledge that like I may not open up to you right away about this right. but I will at least hope talking futuristic that okay. I'd be able to like say hey I'm going through this right now mm-hmm. I personally tend to like deal with this on my own I do have a therapist that I go to to talk to I don't know if I can say I have a best friend who's a woman who I talk to about this but like and and then I I I don't know and and I think that gets back to like what we were going to talk about before which is like jealousy like if a partner isn't like sure it's like oh well that's my job to do too it's like oh not yet I don't know I I, and and I think that's that way because I feel like if someone doesn't experience depression or knows anyone that's been through depression, they right. might not know how to handle all of that. Yeah. And I feel like I understand that a lot of people have said, like, hey, you know, if you ever need anything, I'm here. It's like, I appreciate that. But I'm not going to lie. If I don't trust you enough to talk to you about all of that, right, that, yeah. that should be, like, a fair assessment. But I think it could be difficult when it's in, when it's a partner. Right. So whenever I would have my previous episodes of depression and anxiety um the way i used to cope with my partner i just needed to have sex oh and i needed to fuck so there'd be times dopamine that dopamine (laughs) and there'd be times where i'd be having a in the middle of a panic attack and i'll grab my partner and i'll just start blowing them right or i'll have them like i need you to eat me out right now right and there's like no no foreplay no nothing Mm -hmm. and the majority of them were just taken aback like whoa whoa Whoa, and then afterwards they feel weird about it. Right. As they should. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as they're most uh, uh, entitled to feel, and it isn't until afterwards. Say, I'm dead inside. This is fine. <laughs> <laughs> and it's until afterwards that I explain, like, I just need that release. I need to get outside of my head. And then afterwards, I'm able to talk about it. So now I don't do that <laughs> right. so much anymore. So I'm able to speak what I'm feeling, talk it out. Um, so I'm not as sex driven or sex sexually uh, sexually sexually unhinged something along those lines no I get it um, use your negativity for sex instead of like a like, positive experience I guess there was a specific aspect. time where my sister was stressing me out she was having a bad time in my grandma's house and then she ran away and she went missing for like three days oh, shit. and then I got the news from my mom like around maybe two o'clock three o'clock in the morning hey uh she's not home she's been gone and so like I went into immediate panic attack and I turned to my partner and I said I need you to fuck me right now and he did <laughs> he was like are you are you sure I was like yes I, I need you to fuck me I need you to fuck me right now and so 
with being able to share what you need when you have those moments is important but also they should be active not no willing participants <laughs> because then it gets unhealthy right and then they might in turn <laughs> suffer damage <laughs> emotional damage they can't have sex is, the same anymore exactly <laughs> like no are you okay okay no, you're my last sexual partner just, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah uh, and oh so one thing I noticed also, sorry, like that's a huge transition, but uh, one thing I saw was like someone always looking for an exit when it comes to like self-sabotaging. Ooh. Like I get like, like let's say for example, if I did something wrong, right. I don't want to take responsibility for it. Right. I'm usually going to blame someone else for it. So sort of like one not being accountable for a lot. And honestly, that could get annoying, I'm assuming, yeah. at some point. So... You know, that, you know, like, if, if I was always that specific way, that partner would be like, well, then fuck this shit. I'm not going to stay here. Like, it just seems. And you gave. Maybe it's a surprise. Sometimes yeah. they stay. Mm, damn. <laughs> so it's not good enough. <laughs> I'm not going to. And I, I mentioned this, I think, in my mental health episode. Right. But I remember I was, like, dating someone for, like, a bit. And I clearly did not want to, like, see them anymore. Mm-hmm. I just didn't know how to, like, you know, let them go. Right. So we were talking about, like, depression. It's like, oh. If I talk about depression, she's not gonna want to deal with that. Ah, I'm saying, I, I, I mentioned all the negatives and everything. It's like, oh, what? I'd like to know more. It's like, what the fuck? Ah, oh, investment. Ah! <laughs> you were like, supposed to cash out, yo, not invest. You like, you know, you were, you were supposed to be like, oh, you know what? I can't deal with this. Do so. not pass go. Yes. <laughs> do not collect. Yeah, do not collect. Go to jail. <laughs> oh my god and the one other aspect that I found crazy to me but I I didn't really think that through was like uh, fear of success Mm, yes but and and the worst part is like the fears that like are absolute isn't enough so Mm. like and I feel like that does make sense because if you think about it if you're someone who always wants to be perfect right like realizing that you have like one specific flaw is not enough you know, like, hey, you know, I'm like for me, I know like my biggest flaws, like, um, like emotions in general, or, right. like, emotions and feelings. Talking about them, actually, listening to other people's emotions is not as difficult because right. I'm just easy. Like, I feel like the more I listen, the less I gotta talk. Mm. So, like, saying like, you know, and, and like, yes, fear of success, of success too. I don't really know like what the success would be in a relationship. I guess like. I don't know, whatever whatever that is for that person. Because I feel right. like everyone has like their own definition of what they're looking True. for or what they want out of a relationship. Right. Some people are like marriage. Do I have to like take that out? Because that might be like that <laughs> copyright. Copyright. <laughs> you might have to. Like we're suing you for your thirty dollars you've earned in your no, podcast. They were singing Ju Ju Jim Jim. Ju Jim Jim But but like I do feel like the apps yeah, like trying to like reach like you know like some sort of like perfection makes it easy for you to feel like yeah i'm inadequate in this one section right. so i'm not gonna do any of this because i'm focusing more on like my weaknesses than like what i can bring right to the table i feel like that more stems from someone's from someone's actual void there is some type right. of void within and because they cannot fulfill it they feel the need to withdraw hundred percent if that right. makes sense yes um so if you were to be accepting of yourself as you are flaws and all you wouldn't have that um not to say you wouldn't as if like this is 
written in stone. But I would, I would imagine ideally, if you were accepting of yourself in totality, um, that, that inclination of, oh, I'm not good enough for this, I'm not good enough for that, or this part of me won't be accepted, so I'm just gonna withdraw. I don't think that ideally would be an issue. It would be more like, yep, that's how I am. <laughs> you know, deal with Handle it. it. Deal with it. That is your test. But you no, but know. also on the other end of that, I, I really have a negative... Uh, I really don't accept when people say that's just how I am. Mm. More so, right. if, if you know you have like a toxic quality about yourself, it, it's not enough to just say, yeah, that's just how I am. At least try and do something about it to change. Yeah. Or to handle it in a healthy way. Because right. there's some things about me that I used to say, that's just how Venus is. And that's really shitty. Like, damn, yeah. you won't be able to better yourself for someone that you find worthy, who is worthy. And then that is then a reflection of myself and what I think mm. of myself. Right. If that makes sense. No, no, it does. I, hmm. I, I guess, and I, it's interesting because you, like, said worthy. And I was like, it's easy for me to, like, say, like, no one's technically... Not, not saying like no one's technically worthy, but mm-hmm. if I never like look at it that way, it's easy for me to just always mm-hmm. avoid commitment or et cetera because mm-hmm. it's just easier to handle that. And and it's interesting because I I think last year I did a I, I did an assignment that I had to do for my therapist, which was to interview different friends and ask them like specific questions. Right. You know, like now, what were you, you know, what, what were your thoughts when you first met me and how has that changed? Uh, what do you think are my like strengths and weaknesses? I'm right. not gonna lie, I only focus on the weaknesses. Like, <laughs> oh, that's all nice and all, but no, let's go to these negatives. And one thing my friend brought up was complacency. Mm-hmm. And I thought, I was like, holy shit. Like, I never really thought of it that way because if I see it, like, people can easily be complacent in relationships. Right. But I feel like I've been insanely complete, you know, complacent with being, with being single. Mm. Where, you know, I always thought of it as like, no, I'm not like complacent. It's sort of, I, and then I can admit that now looking back at it because I, mm-hmm. especially like in my early to mid 20s, I did not give a shit about like dating in general. Yeah. Like, meaning like I'll go on dates, but like I've never, I never thought of it going any further than what it was because right. I was like, eh, you yeah, know, I don't know what this is or what that's going to lead to or like, you know what? I enjoy being single. So like, right. why would I want to? be in a relationship and then mm-hmm. like every year someone's like you know like when are you gonna get into a relationship no one asks that anymore which is i feel like i'm not I gonna lie with myself i'm the one yes <laughs> plus one i want both plates <laughs> i would be eating both plates <laughs> oh my god that'd be so good oh man. um but yeah no and honestly it's kind of refreshing that way because like i don't feel like any pressure to actually date mm-hmm. like just going in and I've been more aware and, like, started asking more questions or, like, started, like, instead of, like, focusing on, like, just dating multiple people at the same time, may I still do that? Uh Uh-huh. I was going to listen to this. Oh, well. But but it's not as bad as it, like, used to be where we're like, yeah, hey, you know, it's like, it's been, like, two weeks. How many dates have you gone on? Like, seven. It's like, what? It's like, I've certainly, like, dropped it down a bit. But, like, for me, it's just more like I... I mean, that's just me because I sort of, like, I want to, like, work on that. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, something, like, I've put my mindset into. Right. But I, like, you know, like, for me, it doesn't really, like, matter. But I feel like that's one sort of... I don't know if you ever read the book Modern Romance. No. 
so like one of the things he brought up uh, like it was Aziz Ansari who wrote it and like one of the things he like brought up is like you feel like if you ever want to get into a relationship the easiest way to think about it is if you're still dating multiple people you're never really going to reach that point because mm-hmm. you're just always going to be of this mindset it's like oh cool well the next one's probably going to be better than the other interesting yeah I feel like I don't think that's everyone but I feel like that yeah. does make sense because you're like technically like programming your brain now to like not focus on right if you're in the mindset of what's what's what else is out there what's next what's better yeah. then you aren't ideally best suited for a relationship because the relationship is the investment the relationship is the commitment that you're, right. you're choosing someone like alright I'm going to commit to you regardless of what else is out there right and I think for some people that might be scary because they might feel that they are ill invested right or they might not have made the right choice and that's and that can come from if you're if you're not sure what you're looking for yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that is exactly where it comes from if you can determine the type of person in the sense of values that's mm-hmm. a big thing because if you get with someone and you don't have similar values you already know that's 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 a setup for disaster right yeah for sure and it also i know like thing with me is that i since uh did you ever watch shrek yeah yes okay i'm pretty sure you have but just making sure <laughs> one of my favorite quotes is uh from the it's like you know he says like you know ogres are like onions right. you know, they all have like different <laughs> layers yeah. and i feel like that's sort of like the same thing when it's dating when you're dating someone you only get to see like whatever it is that they show you right it's like oh you know i really like this person once you start opening up and showing who you like not saying like yeah. who you really are but you know what i mean like you you're gonna see like the pros of this person and I don't, I, everyone has cons but it's like it depends on like how you look at that I guess but like yes emotionally detached that starts coming out it's like oh shit like depression or whatever and it's sort of like once anything that also does help with like the self-sabotaging because right. it's easy when people don't know a lot about you mm-hmm. but when they learn something about you it's like oh shit it's like oh, oh. they might not want to because they saw this one part of me. I feel like I, I'm currently in reverse. So whatever my <laughs> negative qualities are currently, I put that out ah, foremost. And I ask them on the first date or even if we're just starting to get talk, what are your bad traits? What are your uh, uh, toxic behaviors? Do you know what they are? Mm. And if someone were to tell me, I'm not toxic, block. No, that is uh, <laughs> that is uh, that's true. Any, I'm perfect. Goodbye. No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> throw up in your mouth <laughs> I still pee I don't know like if I, no, I don't yeah. know that oh could my be like, goodness. imagine if someone said that like, that'd that be is, a different that is level my toxic of vulnerability <laughs> well that's not really a toxic date. trait but that, that is good to know that leads to trauma unresolved trauma yes yes, yes. <laughs> that they're having oh my god I'm gonna propose now okay <laughs> <laughs> you are <laughs> <laughs> Like, this is what I've been waiting for. (laughs) Look at that. I could have found this out three years from now, but I know now. (laughs) Oh, my God. You have a commitment to sheets. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, I know you said you've, you said you, like, self-sabotaged before in relationships. Right. So, I had previously, when I would get, when I was younger, I would get into relationships. Um, Again, this is, like, my earlier 20s. I would get into relationships and I'd be so adamant about providing my partner with everything that they needed in terms of like emotional support, um, uh, uh, the sexual active girlfriend, da 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 da. But then when it came to 
came time for them to be supportive of me emotionally, I didn't know how to express that. Mm. And so I would just get angry because I'd be in an emotional state, but I wouldn't say how I felt because I thought that was weak. Right. And then I would self-sabotage. No, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I, I am weak. I'm supple. Um, <laughs> so then I would self-sabotage by withdrawing and not mm. saying anything. So I would then act like single Venus in a relationship. And it, I would... I like that there's two le- different levels of Venus. It's like single <laughs> Venus. <laughs> single Venus back in the day was a savage. Yeah. Now single Venus is trying to be healthy. Right. Um, <laughs> I can't really say single me because that's pretty much my entire... <laughs> what was relationship me like? Oh, all needy. It's like, oh, no. Who was that person? Yes, I love that. Um, but yeah, so I would, I would detach without announcement. And mm. it'd be... The littlest thing that I would it's kind of like the what is it the, the straw that broke the camel's back would be the littlest thing because I wouldn't speak mm-hmm. on what bothered me and I didn't know how to tell my partner what bothered me and I didn't know how to tell them what you need to do so this would stop bothering me so I would detach and after detaching it'd be the smallest thing all right it's over mm. and then I would be completely removed but it's but I had already been removed prior to the actual uh... end so it's easier for me to just like all right I'm yes, out. On right. to the next one. And, and that's really interesting because I feel like I'm curious if people start self-sabotaging when they realize they don't want to be in the relationship. Like, I'm curious if like, people just start like, self-sabotaging from the beginning or at some point it's like, you know what? I don't want to be in this. I had a partner that would self-sabotage um, out of insecurity and he didn't think his there was anything I can do to appease his insecurity. So he cheated on me. And he, would cons- yeah, and he would consistently cheat on me. I'm like, okay, it's over. All right, we're back together. Oh, guess what? I cheated because you're never going to do this. And it was always, it always was back, went back to that. Well, I did this because you never. Well, I'm like this way because you. And I'm like, oh, that's I... like the flat thing. See, not taking responsibilities. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, so that was a self sabotage. Yeah. And it was really shitty because if there was no way for, if your truth, did not match my truth and you thought my truth could not appease your insecurity then walk the fuck away right have enough worth and value to leave me alone but but that's the issue like when you're self-sabotaging you have low self-worth you know Mm. self-worth so like you're not really going to you know do it the proper way and that's why it becomes it became a cycle right and it was a cycle and I feel like maybe that is the pattern in those types of relationships. It becomes cyclical. Like a fucking carousel. Mm. Ah, interesting. So, uh, the next part was going to be like control. Right. I was like, hmm, control what? Because I was like, <laughs> thinking like, but people are controlling? Oh, yeah, that could happen. But this is different because I completely relate to this. It feels better to control your own failure than if it blindsides you. Mm. Control your own failure. Does right. that tie into, like, the fear of success? Or could so, it be the result of the fear of I success? I guess. So, like, sort of... Like, so, like, I, I think of it this way. Like, let's say you've been dating someone for a bit and, right. like, feels like shit or whatever. And you think, like, you know, this isn't really going to go anywhere. Or right. it's not going to... I guess, like, depending on, like, what you consider, like, succeed or fail at that point. Mm-hmm. Then if you could just start, like, fucking it up. Then someone else, yes, uh-huh. which is like weird, like diabolical. But I'm not gonna lie, I've done it. So <laughs> I, I so feel I like it. I've had partners that have done that. 
<laughs> but that more stemmed from they didn't feel like they were enough mm. and they couldn't end it. So I they see. so they assured their failure. I'm, I'm curious, sense. like, what's considered, like, not enough? So does it mean, like, they put you in, like, a, a specific pedestal? Yes. Or, oh, okay. Yes, and whatever whatever they think I, quote-unquote, deserve that they couldn't match, um, they inadvertently just secure their own mm. failure and just act it outlandishly. You know, that's a shame, you know, because there's, like, people here who, like, assume that they deserve more in a relationship than they actually <laughs> You wait, entitled wait, piece yeah. of shit. We need like a good middle. Like, <laughs> like someone who's like works to get better, but feels like you know what? I may not deserve this right now, but you know, if I put in the extra work, I'll get it. Like, I like to hmm. go into the relationships without saying what I deserve in a sense, like right. just comp- respect, honesty, yes. integrity, things of right. that nature. But everything else, I don't deserve you to take me out. No. I don't deserve you to eat me out. I don't. Those aren't things I deserve. Those are luxuries mm. that you should feel so inclined to provide me. That's, <laughs> I, that is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, another one was a familiarity. So sort of like if you're always, so it's sort of like choose consistency over happiness. So if you feel like you're always neglected Ooh. or ignored. Right. You're like, yeah, well, that seems about right. You know, like, instead of, like, wanting more, it's like, yeah, I feel like shit. Or, like, I feel like this small. Uh That's all I'm going to get, so. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. I don't think I've ever had that. But. I felt that. Well, I don't know if they probably, like, felt that. But I feel like if you're someone who's familiar to always things, like. Like shit hitting the fan. Like this or is as good as it gets. Yeah. So like uh-huh. you're never really gonna want to like shoot for anything more because you're f- so used to like shit like going down. Like um, you know, like if you've had like shitty relationships, why would you always you know like after a while you're gonna get to that point? Where it's like you know what? I'm just never gonna find. There is an actual psychological explanation. I think it's called condition helplessness. Mm never heard of it but and I will be googling it later my therapist <laughs> she had explained it in a sense where if you if you see something happen say over something. and over and over <laughs> oh, if you see something happen over and over again you condition yourself to not go beyond so like there was a, like a psychological test with some dog that they would ring a bell oh Pablo's dog yes this yeah, yeah. conditioned yeah. Uh, helplessness yeah, yeah. so yeah. the door or whatever glass thing was open yeah. wasn't able to eat and right. I think that's where that stems from Mm. That is good. I, I like how we're bringing like psychology and philosophy Yay, therapist into this. Yes. Be so proud. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, another one was perceived fraudulence, like imposter syndrome. Mm. So it's sort of like that mindset where, like, you feel like you don't bel- you don't deserve something. Right. So like, like, let's say you're at a job or like your accomplishments, you, like, you don't feel yeah. like you deserve them. Yeah. Or, or like, even like, let's say, like, you're in a relationship. So, you know, like, things are going fine. It's like, do I really deserve any of this? Like, like, mm-hmm. or should I be this happy or et cetera? Like, I feel like mm-hmm. that's like my way of like trying to define that when it comes to like relationships or dating. Because mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever felt that that way. I felt imposter syndrome everywhere else. But then again, it's different because I've never, I, I wasn't trying to like go above and beyond besides, uh, fuck buddy or friend to benefits or right. the no strings attached person like for me that is like 
and I feel like that's I'm not gonna lie that's my comfort zone mm -hmm. to like be there so like for me it's like yes I'm gonna prefer this because I'm good at it right I and I'm not saying like I'm bad at relationships because of one specific experience mm -hmm. but do and I'm not gonna lie I've had trust issues ever since that relationship right. slowly worked on them like I maybe not like directly like I I'll, like I've written about like my depression and etc people are like you know like, I'm so proud of you for being that open it's like right. writing is easy for me like writing down my emotions is a piece of cake yeah. being emotionally vulnerable to someone face to face no right. I'm still not there so like for and I feel like that I want that to be my stepping stone to like mm -hmm. whoever I end up dating right. it's like feeling I can be that like that would be like my only biggest concern from a relationship. Right. So when you would write, would you share what you what you had written with your partner? Oh, oh well, no. Well, like you mean like if? No, I mean like so. Meaning I've 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 just I just meant like in general. Like I tend to like open up through writing. And I'm okay. Like, but I feel like if I do get into a relationship, I can't be like, oh, so how are you feeling today? It's like, here, I've written it down for you. <laughs> like, Why not? Like, I don't know. I, I don't know how they will take that. I feel like that would be like a conversation that would need to be had before a relationship happens. Like, <laughs> I've hey, done that just in a relationship. You, what, you've written out your, oh. Because there'd be times where I couldn't put actual physical oh, words without... I don't oh know, God. looking at something that I had written. So if I had felt oh God, something... That, that, that's a possibility. I mean, I would, need to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> I would write down everything that I felt. We would be and the then, writing couple. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have fights through writing. Like, listen. Mm, look, look mm. you piece of shit. <laughs> you didn't wash the dishes Bookmark, fold, see page 32, <laughs> exclamation point. This neuroscience book is going to explain everything. <laughs> if you are upset, turn to page seven. <laughs> Let me know what are your thoughts. But don't tell me a person. Tell me. No, I've done yeah. that. And it's so therapeutic because then you get to a point where it's, all right, I don't want to write about this. So come here. Let's talk. Mm. So it's like a good a good workup to it. Right. Um, then there's like a list of specific terms or like... like ways of explaining self-sabotaging mm -hmm. I don't know this for relationships but it easily can like go either way so one thing is oh another one is comparing exes uh, oh no uh, <laughs> oh no uh, I've opened up uh, <laughs> here goes another hour just <laughs> let me tell you <laughs> I'm not I don't know I don't think I've ever maybe I oh, have okay <laughs> No, I just, I have that reaction. I just think it's shitty. It's a shitty practice. Right. But I, myself, I do, I love to hear about the person that I'm with. I love to hear everything about their exes. Right. I need to know how you speak on this person's character, how you right. speak on this person's experience mm. that you shared. Interesting. And it tells me more about you than it does about that actual relationship. I like that. that. I like that, yeah. I've been with people where they're like, I don't want to hear about any of your exes. Why not? That's... For me, that's like a red flag. Some I want to hear stories. everything about <laughs> right. your exes. Right, right. You want to say that they're crazy? Why were they crazy? What right. did what? you do that made them crazy? Because there's two sides to every story. Oh, for sure. But I rely heavily on how they describe their previous relationships. I like that. I don't know why. It's like, it's like I don't know. It's just more, I guess it's like more open dialogue. Yeah. I'm all for talking. So like for me, it's like, hmm, let's get the uncomfortable conversations going 
I think maybe I put people more, in more uncomfortable conversations than they have put me in uncomfortable oh, conversations. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> you have made anything with you me. have made that clear. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean that in the best way possible. Yay. Um, ooh, I think we've mentioned this before, but like high expectations. High expectations. Yeah. So, and I remember we were ta- um I did the Instagram story about clinginess and I just feel like I've noticed this more more people have spoken about it through like the early parts of relationships than like later on Mm -hmm. like with these high expectations like you've been dating someone for like three or four months and you feel like this need to I I don't want to say go above and beyond but like if someone tells me like you've been dating for two months and they said I love you it's like that's just a red flag for me it's like I I, I haven't known someone long I, I don't I feel comfortable telling my friends that I love them and like obviously <laughs> not like a not you know you, you, you know what I mean yeah like in in like an actual platonic way and that just scares the shit out of me so right. like for me like for you to like say someone that you barely really know to like say that yeah say are you trying to rush this relationship you know trying to skip mm-hmm. steps move things along is marriage right. going to happen within a year I don't know <laughs> but yeah that's sort of that's what I mean. I, that's what I think when it comes to like high expectations. Is that you either you probably and, and this could also like go like to like comparing exes. Like people have had like different experiences with like each partner, and they feel like, right. hey, well, we did this, so maybe we got to do this here. It's like, no, 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 you don't. Oh, I will say no, I've had that with exes where because I quote unquote set the bar, mm. it has made it extremely difficult for them to move on. I just realized this looks like a blunt, but it's not. It's just napkins. <laughs> no, but there should yeah. be a photo attached to this podcast. It, there will be. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, but and and yeah, that's just. And I think that's just shitty. Yeah. You shouldn't hold anyone to those type of expectations because the experiences right. you have with someone, it's just with that person. It's not and to say like that it, the next person you're going to be with, the, the experience you can have could be ten times better, and you right. don't know. Um, this ooh, this is definitely my one of my biggest like self sabotages oh. or things that I I take things personally really easily like feedback or criticism ah, yeah. I am the worst at it and I and yes that goes back to like perfectionism I know I'm not a per- perfect person I know that mm-hmm. but do I believe that when I fuck up no it's like, like you're wrong you no you're, your shit <laughs> I don't know like it's just easy to like put myself down as soon as something like and then that, that also goes back to like yes I haven't had a lot of experiences in relationships so like yes for me to easily say like that I, I don't know if I like you know take that personally or like but I think like that's something that I would easily put myself down for like messing up or mm. I feel like I need to like apologize for like, the smallest thing even mm. though it's like you don't need to apologize for that it's like I know, but I'm doing it anyways. Ah. Yeah. I feel like I've had, I've had, I've had, I've had it in a healthy dose and I've had it in an unhealthy mm. dose. I've had it in a healthy dose where someone would recommend, hey, if you just did this differently, I think we'd have a better outcome. And I'm more receptive to that. Mm. And then the unhealthy dose is, um, uh, you made me feel like shit and this is what you need to do now going forward. <laughs> And I have a very, I have a strong problem with authority. And the immediate moment you tell me to do something, I do the opposite. Mm. <laughs> so unless is, you ask yeah. it of me and you share your right, feelings right, 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 right. as to why you need this done, 
rather than, oh, I felt like this and I don't know how to deal with it, I'd be more it's empathetic. Whereas, I need you to do this because you're shit. Da, da, da. <laughs> you getting nope. that all month. Nope. <laughs> no sex for you. My greater or like single Venus is back on. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <Hootie> hoo. <laughs> all you would hear is a single. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's going down. <laughs> oh, man. No, and oh, that's just. Hmm, I don't know. It's fascinating. I, I don't know. It's like I, and that's another reason why I enjoy doing like podcasts. Not like to like hear other people's like shit, but it's like <laughs> no. But I think it is fascinating to like hear like how. And I remember reading somewhere. It's like the best way to approach your. I love reading a lot about like emotional unavailability and like right. how to like open up because it's something I you know strive to work on. Right. It's one of the few things I feel like I currently like always want to like improve um and i felt like in the, the easiest way to like say it is never state something as in like you made me like you, you have to like tell people how you felt about the scenario mm-hmm. not be like yeah you're shit because of this it's like okay like i didn't know you felt that way mm-hmm. so like you know like and and not saying like everyone's going to like acknowledge their own mistakes and like making you feel a specific way but if you never tell someone hey you know you do and, and I don't I obviously I I insanely passive aggressive so or like I use sarcasm a lot right. it's like oh you know like you know I, I, I and I'm not gonna lie I've I've only been called out on this recently but mm-hmm. it was more like the hey like um, you know you're. I feel like you're upset about something it's like, based on what screenshot <laughs> it's like oh shit <laughs> Your aggressive sarcasm just came out. It's like, oh shit, that is okay. But you know what? I and and I feel like I appreciate that. Like, if right. like I prefer people to call me out on right. shit. Like, if you never tell me that, I'm not gonna lie. I'm never gonna know. Oh my god. And and, and that's a shitty. Like, yes, I know it's not great, but I and especially if I'm upset about something, I'm never really gonna catch that. And I know it's like, okay. I need to work on and and I keep my emotions in so obviously mm-hmm. you bottle up emotions for decades it's eventually just gonna one little thing is just gonna make you like where the fuck did that come from it's like <laughs> this is true actually yeah, yeah. that's true yeah so like I, I don't know how to handle inconveniences and anger well so because mm-hmm. I, I don't mention them but nice. let it hit one more time that it's gonna be like oh shit where did this come from it's like which you said 10 months ago. <laughs> like, <laughs> screenshots. Here you go. I feel like I've been putting into practice things that would make me feel uncomfortable by saying, all right, we're going to have an uncomfortable conversation. And this mm. is going to make me feel antsy. And it's going to make me feel X, Y, and Z. Right. But I need you to know this. And I've been doing mm. that even even now with my boss. Mm. <laughs> so you he'll know, say pra- things. Practice all over the place. You yeah. Know, practice with He'll friends, say something know. so passive aggressive. Mm. And it's like, I don't know if you're joking or if this really bothered you. But we're going to have right. this uncomfortable conversation where we need to address this because this is work. Mm. <laughs> That's interesting. I, I wouldn't really know how to... make people better understand their own self-sabotage because I know I clearly I've slowly been like well I'm not gonna lie I've been better at this because I go to therapy and once I open up about something there's 
a lot better conversations that we've had. Like it, I think I so I've been seeing her since November. Mm-hmm. I didn't really open up till January. Right. <laughs> like late January. And that's when I'm like, and that's and that's because the depression was about to hit. So yeah. It's like, oh shit, I am. I give no fucks now. Yeah. But and and I realized that I'm not gonna lie. If people don't practice talking about their issues or emotions they're just never going to talk about them that's true. and i know that's something and one thing that she's mentioned is like this is your chance to learn how to talk about things so yeah. like yes and and i know it's like such a cliche for like therapists to say like you know it's like a you know open space you know no judgment free zone you know like judgment yeah i get that but when you've not opened up for a lifetime it's not you know it's hard for someone to just be like okay cool well here is all my 30 years of trauma yeah enjoy here's the book <laughs> here you go this is volume two yes <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna get good at 17 <laughs> yeah, <I'm laughs> that's when the good stuff starts to like <laughs> unravel <laughs> oh man but yeah i i think it's interesting because like I, I i wouldn't be able to like give people advice in terms of like how to deal with like self-sabotaging or like mm noticing it but I will say like and yes therapy is fucking expensive I get it but in terms for me that's been like my helpful journey is being able to like open up about that I may not still open up to like my friends or like even my mom or family members as Mm -hmm. easily in person but it's been more aware obviously through writing and sometimes I have a podcast like oh shit I did not know that about you so yeah there's a reason why. <laughs> and it was through a friend of mine that actually introduced me to my self-sabotaging ways. Mm. And um, when I had asked him for advice about his his marriage, because I was looking into... Marriage? With the partner that oh. I was with. Okay. So I was curious, like, how did you how do you make that work? He was mm. like, well, Venus, you can't be doing the shit that you do. If you were with anyone else, they'd fucking punch you in the face. I'm like, wait, what are you talking what, about? What are these attacks? Why are we, we, we were on the same page throughout all our lives. And like, they, they read me. <laughs> like, these are the things that you do when you're in a relationship. These are the things you do when you're single. Where's the difference? <laughs> I was like, oh. And it wasn't then, it wasn't until that person brought it to my attention that I was like, oh. Some shit should be reserved for just your partner. Mm. Fair. So friends, they yes, they they'll, you, they'll break it down, but I feel like they won't break it down unless you ask. Yeah, and that's which is mm, that's a fair point. But then again, that's also like a double-edged sword because right. I'm never gonna ask you for <laughs> like I need some feedback on something. Have I ever been like, yes, here is the I'm okay. I'm gonna take this information and never talk to you again. But I'm gonna work on these. This is like volume eight. Okay, like okay, I'm gonna work on this book. But, but I was ex- yeah. I was extremely thankful for that feedback, and like it was able to give me the nudge that yeah. I needed to change my ways because my relationships were all ending the same way. Right. I and and it was interesting because uh, I remember when I had to do like that uh, that assignment about like asking people about like my weaknesses, and I was like, holy shit, there was a lot more weaknesses than I expected. <laughs> but no, but I, I I was happy that people brought them up yeah. most of the strengths were the same it's like a sense of humor it's like yeah, i know i'm funny i don't need you to tell me that I don't need to tell me that shit <laughs> i don't need those words of affirmation <laughs> those are things i know 
easy to talk to. It's like, yes, I know. I've heard too much about your life. And it's like, <laughs> you need help too. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, but like specific things that were always brought up, like as like the, the ones that like stood out to me was one that I pushed people away. Mm-hmm. It's like that's that's a strength, you know. Like not a lot of people, not a lot of people can just push people away because of something. I'm just saying, you know, that's I do that well. I don't know about weakness. My hunting game is strong. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Get off this wall. <laughs> but another one was also like, um, oh my god, what's the word? It's not self-sabotage. Thank God, no one said that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it was. Um, oh my god, what is it called when people are like insanely overcritical of themselves? Hmm. This is really going to bother me now. Neurotic? No. That, that, maybe that wasn't the word used. But, <laughs> but actually, hold on. I may have... I have a list here of all the strengths and weaknesses because I I was going through... Oh, here it is. Commitment. Commitment's a weakness. Yeah, yeah, it is. Oh, I put myself down a lot. That's... There was a better word for that, but that's all I have. But yes. Self-deprecating? Yes! That's it! <laughs> that's it! Yes! <laughs> it was self-something. Ding, ding, I was ding, like, ding, yes! Ding. I am... Baby's I am <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I am really good at it. Like, that's a weakness, yes. Uh, ah, but, was, but yeah, and I was like thinking about that. I was like, yeah, that's a lot of stuff that was like brought up. And, and yes, and one of the things I've noticed that I've been trying to do better with, especially like my friends, is that like they've said it's like look if you feel a specific way about something let us know it's like why does that keep on coming up because like i'll i'll accommodate other people mm. even though i don't want to do it right or i'll accommodate it's like i don't actually want to do this i'm just going to cancel mm. last minute uh yes maybe not maybe the day of i'm not gonna like, cancel 10 minutes before that's oh, just that's a waste shitty. that's a yeah. waste no no come on be like two days notice or something <laughs> let you adjust your plans accordingly but yes that is a or if i feel like and this happened this actually happened with my therapist because i remember one time she's like hey you know it was like this is one day that was like really cold a couple of months ago and i still went into work she's mm-hmm. like hey you know like any chance we can do a a, a fo- you know like phone session instead no it's like but i clearly went to work because i was expecting that we were going to go in ah okay but and she was like oh and, and how did that make you feel it's like I was, I was upset that you that you said that but I still wanted to have the session so I was okay with the phone sessions like okay next time you feel that way you have to let me know mm. I mean you say your needs yes and I was like oh this is yeah and, and it's weird to have that healthy relationship mm-hmm. them and then that's um, that's sort of like my way of leaning into like doing that with right. other people Lean in. Lean in. With life. Mm. That is, I don't know, that's like a great way of sort of ending that. I don't know if you have any other final words or, or I guess if you've ever caught like your self-sabotaging nature, how did you either like deal with that or attempt to improve in that outside of just asking people for feedback? Outside of asking for people for feedback um, and not acting single in a relationship. Um, It was more holding true to the value that I set with my partner Mm. by expressing what I needed and having them express the same, though that's still a work in progress. Right. Because I don't like asking for help and I don't like showing my vulnerability. Mm -mm. But there's also strength in showing your vulnerability. Yeah. You get a lot shit more done when you show that you're vulnerable. From what I've seen. 
That's fair, but <laughs> <laughs> I, I I'd love to see like analytics on all of that, like <laughs> or the pros and cons of that, because I'm not gonna. I, and I I don't like always going back to this, but I am an only child, right. so I am just so used to being dependent on either myself or clearly growing up my parents right until i go to other people for stuff it's like no why would i do that uh-huh. i got me i've survived this long without you it's the power of delegation right <laughs> you get so much you can get so much done and then you have so much time for you or so much time for you to do nothing right or <laughs> whatever right. your poison is for sure <laughs> oh but definitely thank you for coming on this show and dealing with a lot of running. I'm curious what this is going to sound like. I'm not going to lie. A lot of crunching. We had a lot of crunching, a lot of dogs, conversations, music I need to edit out, and then bells. But you know what? Besides (laughs) that, you know, overall, I enjoyed this. I I had such a good time. Thanks for having me. Of course. You're welcome. Actually, one last word. Anchor, the app that I use to record and distribute the podcast they have an option for listener support so if you just go to anchor.fm slash sarcastony which is s-a-r-c-a-s-t-o-n-y um there's different options i usually just say go for like the 99 cent option because the way i think about it is just all the change you accumulate throughout the week and that'd be awesome just because it would help me record elsewhere instead of just inside someone's place or in their office so any support would be helpful and that'd be awesome so thanks again for listening